0: Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another fantastic episode of Talking Time Lords. This is episode number 64, Who's Next? I'm, as always, one of the hosts, Jason Hunt, and with me, my podcasting companion through time and space, we have... Gam.
1: Yeah. I'm regenerating! <laughs>
0: <laughs> kidneys! I don't like the color! I feel
1: kidneys! Uh, oh, new teeth! Oh, uh, cool. Thanks! Legs! fingers Ooh. i'm not a ginger why am i never a ginger here <laughs> let me go no, no no i'm not well we're back folks
0: we're back um <laughs> we had a bit of an unexpected hiatus but we are back and there's been a lot of news uh, about the fact that this is peter capaldi's last series as the doctor um forthcoming so Uh, There's been a lot of speculation about who the 13th Doctor will be, or in Paul's case, the 14th Doctor, uh, because he does number the War Doctor. Um,
1: Yes, the 14th Doctor. (laughs) Yes. The 14th Doctor. Yes, Um, let's get it right.
0: The 13th Doctor, um, (laughs) because the War Doctor doesn't have a number. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Nevertheless, however you number it, there's been a lot of speculation as to who the next Doctor will be, so hence who's... Next. So we're we're going to be doing a bit of a special episode here. We're not going to be discussing any other current news things right now. We're going to be doing our own speculation about who might be uh, the next Doctor for Series 11, who Chris Chibnall's uh, Doctor will be. Um, we've got our own lists. We've got some responses from you. And we've got some big names in Doctor Who who have their own ideas. So we're going to sort of jump into all of that and... <laughs> see whose lists maybe overlap.
1: And keep in mind, this is sort of fantasy casting, too, so, you know, just because we're listing this doesn't mean that we're thinking that this is definitely the person that would get cast as the Doctor. This is people that we would want to see as the Doctor.
0: Exactly, exactly. Where This is, <laughs> if we were in charge, uh, which we're not, but we should. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> then well, this is who we might cast uh, as, as the Doctor. Uh, but first of all, <laughs> Paul, I think we should we should do something where we, we start with our listeners. We did ask on our social media, Talking Time Lords, on Facebook, Twitter, and all that fun stuff, who you guys were interested in seeing play the new Doctor. And we got some responses. I
1: wonder if any of their choices match any of ours. Hmm. hmm.
0: Well, we'll find out. <laughs> um part of the reason why we wanted to ask those is at least for me is so I could get some ideas as to who I might want. Um, <clears throat> anyway, not mm. uh, <laughs> really, really. <laughs> I'm terrible. I'm terrible at fan casting. I really am. Um, but, but we'll get into that later on in the show. Uh, let's go ahead and start with, with our, our listeners here. Uh, Jeff, Waddell wrote in, he said, uh, I would like it to be a middle-aged actor familiar to the BBC. Uh, What's one of the BBC's biggest shows right now? Death in Paradise, which I believe is a uh, police drama. Never seen it. I haven't either. Um, I'm not very familiar with some of these British actors, so we'll wade through this as well as we can. But Jeff says, (laughs) I'd have Ben Miller, who's been in Who before, um, as the Sheriff of Nottingham, actually. You could easily see him playing a Davison type Or maybe I'd have Chris Marshall, who you could easily see playing quite an attractive, in a funny kind of way, or sexy Matt Smith type. With the added bonus of first line, at last, I'm Ginger, you know. So Chris Marshall and Ben Ben Miller are both actors from uh, Death in Paradise. Chris Marshall plays Detective Inspector Humphrey Goodman, for those of you who know the show... Uh, and Ben Miller plays Detective Inspector Richard Poole on Death in Paradise So, uh, and as I said he was the Sheriff of Nottingham in the Robot of Sherwood episode of Doctor Who so he's been in Doctor Who before he could be another one of those uh, people who you know add to the long list of people who've been in the show and then go on to play the Doctor so there's a couple of ideas there we also had some more ideas Romana Schnitger wants to see Johan Griffith or you know, Ewan Gruffud. Ian Gruffud. Yes, Ian Gruffud. Um, <laughs> depending on whether or not you're reading it or you've heard it pronounced before. it's Technically, it's pronounced Yoan Griffith. I found out. I had to YouTube that. But it, if you just read it, it's Ewan Gruffud.
1: I've heard it several times uh, in interviews and things like that pronounced as Ewan Gruffud. So that's the way I pronounce it. So. <laughs>
0: Oh man I I believe it I believe now it is is, everyone is told to pronounce it Joanne Griffith but nevertheless he's been in a bunch of things you know so he's had his own TV shows he was of course Mr. Fantastic in the Fantastic Four so he's he's a name and a face who's gotten around a lot so that could be interesting also on our Facebook page Aaron Goins simply says David Tennant with a smiley face (laughs) David David Tennant come back. Um, And then Joey Letson says, I would not be surprised if they decide to make the doctor female. Seems to hint that possibility last season, but my wife and many other women out there would love Aaron Goins to figure out a way to get David Tennant back.
1: Um, (laughs) I'm sure that others would as well.
0: (laughs) Yes, yes. David Tennant back as the doctor. Hmm. Well, we've seen him come back in the 50th anniversary, but that's it. (laughs) Paul, quick question. Yes. Will we ever see uh, an actor reprise his role as the doctor in a full-time way?
1: That's an interesting question because I would like to see that. um, And I think we'll get into that here uh, again in a minute. Um, But there's one person in particular that I would love to see that happen with. Um, And there's precedence for it in the show right now. Oh. So yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, so uh, you're you're teasing for something yeah. that we might get to later.
1: I'm teasing for something that we will get to later.
0: <laughs> okay then. <laughs> Continuing with our listener responses, uh Eric Marshall says, "I doubt this will happen, but Eddie Redmayne." Eddie Redmayne of course, uh was most recently and fantastically known for Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them as Newt's Commander. Uh, and he was also uh, won an Oscar for The Theory of Everything, where he
1: portrayed Stephen Hawking back in 2014. See, I could see him doing this. I could see him doing uh, almost like a younger Tom Baker, you know?
0: Okay. Um, but then again, you and, see everybody and, and doing a it, Tom Baker.
1: Well, whatever. Um, <laughs> 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 hey don't project your stuff onto me okay um Mm, okay (laughs) no uh if you think about it though the part that he played in fantastic beasts is very much doctor like anyway because you know he has this this case that is very much like a TARDIS yeah you know Um, And he, he, you know, the the personification of his character in the way that he dresses and even his mannerisms and stuff is very doctor-like, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it wouldn't be a huge stretch to see him uh, take on that role. Um, Especially, you know, if he decided to cut loose a little bit and be a little bit quirkier, you know, um, Mm -hmm. and just kind of have fun with it.
0: Yeah. I've not seen either of those movies yet. I want to see Fantastic Beasts, but I just haven't gotten around to it. Um, but yeah, he <laughs> just watching the previews, uh, that that seems like a very doctor like character. And I, I think he could be, you know, he's already got the long coat. You
1: know. and, and, and here's another thing, too just watching that movie. You need to go watch that movie because uh, there's a character in that movie that uh, he, he doesn't really come off, per se, like Nardle, but. He he gives you the impression that this actor could be the doctor alongside of Nardole and it not feel weird. If you get <laughs> what I am saying, um, you know, and 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 it's because of because of the humor that this other guy brings into the to the the, the movie, um, so the you know, the two of them together, you could kind of see how we could keep uh, uh, Matt Lucas on the show, you know, and and let that carry over a little bit more.
0: You gotcha. Know? Gotcha. Uh, we've got two more responses <laughs> on our social media. Um, Andrea Rittinger says, I think Sue Perkins would be brilliant. And Sue Perkins, uh, from what I've read, because I'm not familiar with her because I'm a yank, is a uh, comedian who uh, lives over in the UK. She's apparently quite popular, and she also is a host for such shows as The Great British Bake Off and Melon Sue. Um, like I said, not familiar <laughs> with her, but... I've seen other places where her name has come up as a uh possibility for the good doctor. Do you have any thoughts on this, Paul? I don't know her. Okay.
1: <laughs> I, All right. I honestly don't. And, and and that's probably a bad thing. I'll probably have to go look that up.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> I wish we had more to say. We're just not familiar with her, you know, a couple of yanks. Uh tread and water with the British actors. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um and then finally John Fisher says, I'd like to see Tom Baker replace
1: Peter. Hmm. Hmm. (laughs) That's kind of interesting, uh, considering that there's an online poll uh, that came up recently. Uh
0: Uh, (laughs) TheRegister.co.uk A bastion of truth in journalism. Um, I I don't know. It, It seems like a nice little tabloid site but they had a poll well the poll says that people want tom baker to be the 13th doctor he won the poll so he beat out such people as uh jeremy clarkson who took second and sue perkins so ah there's sue perkins again she actually got on here so you know he beat out quite a few people um, to take the first place. And of course, you know the winning vote tally was 547. So we're not sure how long or how big the poll actually was. But I, I wish they had actually posted the, you know, poll numbers up here, like in a graph or something. Yeah, like that, that would they be just nice. Of, that would be nice. But whatever. Um, <laughs> so, well, <laughs> what do you think about this? Tom Baker returning as the Doctor.
1: Honestly, I love it. <laughs> I I love it. Um because well, I mean, here here's what I would love to see. And and I know that he couldn't do it like long term or whatever, okay? But what I would really love to see is him reprise the role for one series and kind of put a an end cap on the fiftieth anniversary special, if you get what I'm saying. Um okay. You know, and, and and here's what I'm here's what I'm thinking. You could have him reprise the role for one series. It doesn't have to be more than thirteen episodes or whatever, or twelve episodes because he could regenerate at Christmas or whatever. Um, and you could have at some point towards the end of that season or series, you could have him have uh, the scene with Matt Smith from the other side. Um, if you get what I'm saying. Hmm. Okay. You know, and and you could show the inside of his TARDIS looking like the inside of the curator's gallery. You know, um, I think that would be really cool. I, so, I, so you, would so you just want the roundels wanna... <laughs> back, and you know. So, so you
0: just want to see a, a, a season with the great curator?
1: Basically, yeah. Okay. Okay. You you know, just to... <laughs> I want him to be the Doctor, but you know, I don't want him to tell Matt Smith that he's the Doctor. You get what I'm saying? Right. Um I mean, let's be honest. He's he's famous for being vague and half-hearted in giving you information in the first place. So, <laughs> you know. Right. I mean, he he just he can reprise his role for one series. He can revisit that face, um, and you know it could be a precedence for uh, somebody else reprising the role at some point in the future. You know.
0: Yeah, that could. Who knows. Um, I mean, as much as I'd love to see that, I doubt it's ever going to happen due, just due to his age and due to where he's at, Yeah, you know, uh,
1: be really fun. It, it would be fun.
0: <laughs> I'm not going to say I wouldn't mind seeing it, but you know, I, I, <sighs> 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 one can dream, one can dream. And uh, and they
1: could can bring canine back. <laughs> <laughs> now I see why you want Tom Baker back. No. I want Tom Baker oh, back man. because he's Tom Baker. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, okay, fine, fine. We'll go with that. All right, well, let's go ahead and get into some other picks uh, that people in the Doctor Who royalty um, have, have suggested. And when I say Doctor Who royalty, I mean well, let's get into some of the doctors themselves. Um,. Peter Capaldi <laughs> has gone on record saying that he would like to see Francis de la Tour play yeah. the Doctor.
1: Let's see, this is somebody that I'm not super familiar with. Uh, I know she was in um, a couple of the Harry Potter movies. Um, she played a giant um, in the Harry Potter movies, but I'm not okay. really familiar with her in pretty much anything else. Are you familiar with her in anything else other than Harry Potter?
0: Um, Considering I haven't seen Harry Potter. uh, No, uh, no, I'm not very familiar with her at all. And I'm trying to pull her up so that I can see what other things she's been in to see if I recognize her. She is uh, in her early 70s, according to the article here. She's Uh, she's 72. Yeah, 72. So so she would be the oldest uh, person to play the Doctor ever. Older than... William Hartnell William Peter Capaldi uh, by a substantial little margin um, so let's see looks like she's been in such movies as Hugo as Madame Emily uh, the Book of Eli she's been in she was in Alice in Wonderland the uh, Johnny Depp version and as Aunt Imogene I think uh, I'm not finding a lot of things that I'm familiar with
1: which is probably unfortunate you know
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: again, another another British
0: actress that I know very little about because I'm a yank on the other side of the pond. But she's a very prolific actress uh, with credits going all the way back to 1970. So, um, and I'm assuming, as British actors do, probably a considerable list on the stage as well. Yeah, I, someone who I'm sure would be very interesting to see but not someone i'm familiar with so unfortunately i can't comment very much on that but speaking of david tennant from earlier he's got a pick and her name is olivia coleman are you familiar with olivia coleman yeah okay
1: olivia coleman is his co-star in broadchurch which i still Um, need to see Yes, I've seen all of season one. Season one is great. Um, I've only seen part of season two. Um, I'm going to have to rectify that, but it's something that uh, isn't uh, always readily available. If you know what I'm saying. Okay. Um, so I'm going to have to uh, I'm going to have to rectify that. I want to see I want to see all three seasons, but uh, I just haven't gotten a chance to do that. Uh, she is in uh, the Night Manager. She's been in a few things uh, here recently, uh, and she's a good actress. She's a really good actress. Uh, she's really good at being being real, if you know what I mean. Okay. She's in Hot Fuzz, too. Uh, which I'm not, I've not seen. Um, I've not seen a lot of things. Hot Fuzz uh, with, with uh,
0: Simon Pegg. Okay. So I'm looking on the IMDb, and I see a show that looks familiar. <gasps> Doctor Who! <laughs> and apparently she played the mother... In the episode, The Eleventh Hour. I don't recall her off the top of my head, because all that I can think of when I think of that episode right now is uh, the fact that <laughs> the Doctor kept missing his time to meet up with Amy Pond. Um, Amy Pond kind of dominates that episode. Yeah. But yeah no, she's got an enormous IMDb credit list. Uh, one of the things that she's in a lot recently is she's voicing characters in Thomas and Friends. <laughs> oh yeah, Thomas the Tank Engine. So she's Marion. Yeah, um, in that, uh, which I've not seen the I've not seen the newer Thomas the Tank Engine. I grew up watching that on PBS um, back in the day, but um, I've not I don't know I'm not familiar with the new stuff. And something that's coming up for her that I'm curious <laughs> about is Murder on the Orient Express, which is supposed to come out later this year. Uh, she will be Hildegard Schmidt. That could be fun. I want to see this movie yeah, so That bad. could be Literally fun. I think I want to see that. Yeah. I've seen two or three different versions of this movie, and I love it. Uh, it's one of my favorite Hercule Poirot mysteries, um, and I love this movie. Uh, <laughs> the, the various uh, iterations that I've seen. So, uh, And, of course, Daisy Ridley from Star Wars The Force Awakens is going to be in it. Uh, there's going to be a lot of... <laughs> it's going to be a star-studded cast. Uh, you know, Dame Judi <laughs> Dench will be in it. Um, and Hildegard Schmidt is uh, a servant. Uh, she plays a servant. She's a... To the, the the Russian lady, who I believe is actually being played by... Um, by Judy Dench. So she'll have some scenes with Ms. Dench, if I recall correctly. So... so. Anyway, she also played Carol Thatcher in The Iron Lady. <laughs> which is a movie that we own that I've not seen. Um, <laughs> anyway, so there's another person on the list. Um, David Tennant says, uh, Olivia would be a magnificent choice when asked about pick for the first female Doctor. If you have the right people telling the right stories, then it's absolutely a possibility. So there's that. Uh, Of course, you know, it should be no surprise that David Tennant, who co-stars with her in Broadchurch, would (laughs) pick her to be the first female Doctor.
1: Uh, Well, he knows what kind of chops she's got, so he, he knows what she can do.
0: Exactly. Exactly. However... There's a lot of other talk about who the first female Doctor could be, and there's one lady in particular who is getting quite the following, uh, including that of the eighth yeah. Doctor, Paul McGann. Um, and who has Paul McGann started to back as the first female Doctor? Um, Tilda Swinton. What?
1: Tilda Swinton? Yes. I love
0: Tilda yes. Swinton, by the way. <laughs> I'm familiar the with The ancient
1: one from Doctor Strange. Uh, and the White Witch
0: uh, from the yeah. uh, Chronicles oh. of Narnia, which is where I was first was introduced. The Chronicles of
1: Narnia, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I love. Oh, she's an amazing. She's an amazing actress. I mean, let's just be honest. She's also yes. in Constantine, uh, the first movie version of Constantine, um, as Gabriel. Uh, and I think they'd be lucky to get her. I mean, I just be honest with you. Uh, mm-hmm. I only have. I think I have maybe one hang up. And that being the fact that they tend they tend to keep casting her more in androgynistic kind of roles, Uh you know, so she's not really portrayed so much as male or so much as female or whatever. If you're going to cast your first female doctor, you might as well go all out with it and cast somebody that's going to be a clear cut female. Mm-hmm. You know, so depending on how they would portray her in that role depends on whether or not I think that she should do it. You know, because yeah. if they portray her as you know full-fledged woman, that's that is great. That's fantastic. If they play her up as more androgynistic, then you kind of miss the point. You know, uh, it it just kind of means it's kind of I guess straddling the fence. If you know what I'm saying.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I can get that, but. Uh... Again, what my first introduction to her uh, was as the White Witch from the Chronicles of Narnia. So I'm thinking about that, and I'm thinking, of course, of the the Ancient One from Doctor Strange. Uh, you know, I right, I'm, I'm a geek. I like my I like my geeky stuff. So you know, I, I think I think she would be great as, <laughs> as the Doctor. So, um, but not not everyone though is clamoring for right. uh, the next Doctor to be female. <laughs> Uh, and so we've got an interesting little story here from TheMirror.co.uk. Right. Um, and someone is saying <laughs> that, that the, the Doctor should never regenerate as a woman. And that someone is uh, fan-favorite Seventh Doctor himself, Sylvester McCoy. Yes. Now, hold on. <laughs> Let me finish the article before <laughs> you start beating down his door. Um, it, the, the article fr- says, uh, The actor, 71, has dismissed suggestions a Time Traveler could be played by a female. He says, I'm a feminist and recognize there are still glass ceilings in place for many women, but where would we draw the line? A Mr. Marple instead of Miss Marple? A Tarzanette? Sylvester, the seventh doctor, uh, between 1987 (laughs) and 1989, added, I'm sorry, but no. Doctor Who is a male character, just like James Bond. If they changed it to be politically correct, then it would ruin the dynamics between the doctor and the assistant, which is a popular part of the show. I support feminism, but I'm not convinced by the cultural need of a female Doctor Who. And the interesting thing is, at the end of this article, there was a poll asking, do you agree with Sylvester? I took the poll in order to see the results. And I was frankly surprised that 79% agree with him and only 21% disagreed with him.
1: Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. That's a pretty big margin, actually. It is. And, and you wouldn't think that that would be the case as much as you keep hearing people online talking about the, the next doctor being female. You right. know, uh, maybe it's the silent majority. I I don't know. I don't know. Um, but yeah, that I think that's kind of an interesting uh, uh, result from that poll. I agree. Now, now, question here he he makes the point that
0: it would fundamentally ruin the dynamic between the doctor and the assistant. Is that statement you know the doctor and his companion is that statement something that you agree with or disagree with and why? <laughs>
1: Well, I, I let me put it this way. I'm not saying that it definitely would, but I think that it has the potential to do so. I think you would have to be walking uh, carefully on that line to make sure that you keep the dynamic the way that it needs to be. You're going to have to have riders in place that know how to pull that off because you're basically flipping uh, the dynamic uh, 180 degrees. So... You know, I'm not saying that it would mess things up as far as the dynamic goes between the Doctor and the Companion, but it would have the potential to do that if you don't have writers in place that know how to handle that kind of situation.
0: Yeah, no, I I agree with that. Um, it, it definitely, things will change, you know, dynamically no matter what happens if you change the, the, the gender there of, of the Doctor. Um, Now, right. the dynamic between the Doctor and the Companion... um. That changing maybe, but if you change the companion to be male, maybe you kind of keep the same sort of, of of tension that they've been building. That you know the you know is it romantic tension? Is it just friendship tension that they've been working with uh, during the modern series? Um, you know that's a possibility too. But it, I don't know. It's you definitely throw something in the mix that's never been done before, and things will change. Uh, he's got a point on that, and and you know. The question is, does it need to change? Um, And I don't think we can really answer that question on this side of the change having been done or not.
1: Well, I will say this. I I know that there's been a lot of joking around and stuff online in the past about Mary Poppins being a Time Lord, right? Right. And uh, so if you think about it in those terms, if you were to cast... Uh, say, uh, a lady that was a little bit more advanced in years, uh, opposite, say, like a teenage boy. You would kind of get that Mary Poppins vibe out of that relationship. She would kind mm-hmm. of come off like the nanny or whatever. And that wouldn't necessarily be a bad thing because then you would have a dynamic opposite to the uh, relationship that you had with the seventh Doctor and Ace. Right. And, and so that, that kind of scenario, I think, could work really well. It just depends on how you how you put the so, you know the, the situation <laughs> together, you know.
0: So, so you're saying if we cast Julie Andrews as the doctor and Andrew Garfield as <laughs> the companion, that would be a really weird situation.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that. No, there's a Tardis that would be interesting to see. I didn't say. that. I, I just but, came up with that know. one. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> but but, yeah, I mean, when you look at it when when you look at it from you know just using that as a reference point, you could use that kind of a dynamic, right. and I think it, I think it could work out, you know, um, I don't think that you necessarily have mm-hmm. to have two people of comparable age or whatever. I think you can mix it up a little bit like they did with the doctor and Ace and and you can kind of make a new dynamic. yeah,
0: I agree. Um, hmm. it's it's a very interesting question. Um, one that I'm not sure where I fall on, <laughs> uh, to be perfectly honest. It's one where, you know, I see the point of, well, we've had we have had so many years of of the doctor being, you know, male and being, you know, having a right. lot of those characteristics come from the fact that he is male. What happens if we change him to be a female character does that fundamentally change who the doctor is maybe maybe not i don't know uh the master has definitely changed as missy um the way that she interacts and the way that she portrays herself is definitely very different than what we were getting with say um john sim or even roger delgado you know it's a very different type of character well, that's not to say it's not good because she's brilliant. She's, she's closer. Um, she's brilliant, but it's also <laughs> she's some... closer
1: to John Sim than she is Delgado, though. Let's be honest, uh, because he was more animated and more in, right. you know out there, which is kind of the way that she is. But if you right. think about it, she does pull aspects of Delgado into it, and that's kind of interesting too because she's doing you know completely her own thing as a female but there's just this vibe that you Mm -hmm. get every once in a while of this little smirk that she'll get on her face or something that reminds me completely of Delgado.
0: But she's also introduced the idea of toying with the Doctor in sort of a romantic tension sort of way. She's introduced that a little bit, and that's something that we never got before with any of the other uh, Masters. So, you know, she's... And I'm not saying that's good or bad. I'm just saying it's different. It's something we've never, ever seen before. And... And... She's definitely a whole new breed of master or, you know, Missy, as as it were. And she's almost a completely different character. Um, You know, whereas you could kind of (laughs) see the development from a Roger Delgado to a John Sim, although John Sim was a bit out there, too, uh, from, you know, she could almost be seen as a completely different character.
1: While we're on the subject, think about this. Think about them leaving Missy the way that she is for a little while and then bringing in the Ronnie as a gender swap.
0: Oh god. <laughs> we're we're going to do that. We're going to do-
1: <laughs> Hey, it could be fun. <laughs> oh. Oh my gosh. It could be. It could be fun. I don't know. <laughs> Just saying. it. <laughs> it could be, but
0: dear But dear Lord. We're still <laughs> We're still working with the fact that we might be getting the first female doctor. um, And and we're now talking about bringing the Ronnie back and as a male. Dear Lord, don't overwhelm me.
1: (laughs) Let's go even one step further. Uh, Let's do a gender swap and a race swap.
0: Mm. Well, I mean, it's definitely something you could do. I mean, we saw it happen with the general in Heaven Sent or Hellbent, whichever one that was. (laughs) <laughs> where the doctor shoots the general and he goes from an old white guy to a young right? black woman. Um, you know. It... <laughs> so we've seen it before. Um, it's not like it can't happen with Time Lords, but the question is how often does it happen? And and should it happen for the story? You know, uh, uh, that's the question. And it's one of those things that you almost have to try out before you can decide right. whether or not it was a good idea, which kind of scares <laughs> me. So... <laughs> oh. <laughs> so especially when we've had you know such an inconsistent run with the show at the at this point with you know how long it's been between seasons uh you know is that something that we want to risk doing right now when you know we're likely going to have another you know considerable break between series ten and eleven <laughs> you know uh, uh, I don't know I don't know um it's just an interesting predicament
1: hey, hey, let's 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 bring Idris Elba in as the Ronnie.
0: <laughs> idris elba michelle gomez and dilda swinton all together on screen i mean that would be a great thing to see but it'd be,
1: it'd be fantastic
0: in doctor who is it feasible could it happen i don't know it's uh, it's such an interesting
1: they probably couldn't afford all of them
0: <laughs> that's true they probably couldn't afford everybody um <laughs>
1: Oh, but I don't know. Some of these people that get major paychecks would be willing to take a pay cut just to play in Doctor Who. So, you know.
0: That's true. That's true. (laughs) Oh, man. Who knows? (laughs) Who knows? (laughs) Who knows? And it's not a question we're going to be able to answer here, you know, on our little podcast (laughs) by any stretch of the imagination. But let's go ahead. We've talked about our listeners' ideas. We've talked about some of the ideas from the, the Doctor Who royalty. Why don't we talk about some of our picks? Oh, do we have to? <laughs> we should. <laughs> we probably should. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, We set out intending to do a top five, um, but that kind of was too. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Yeah, (laughs) top five wasn't happening. So we we we're still doing a top five, quote unquote, think think top five, but we've got some honorable mentions to go along with it. Mm.
1: There's a specific reason why we don't have our top five in the name of this episode. Uh, Yes, (laughs) yes, there is. So. Uh, well, I mean, I I ended up with like ten names, you know. Yeah. Um, I've got, you know, a cu- couple of the ones that I'm just going to brush through real quick. Uh, Noel Fielding and Richard Ayuwati, Uh both of them are from the IT crowd. I don't know if you're familiar with that show or not. Um, I-T uh, they're up. absolutely hilarious. Um, Let's see here. I'm and, pulling uh, that
0: show up.
1: You know, they're both British comedians. Noel Fielding actually plays uh, a goth in the IT crowd, and Richard Aiuwadi... Uh, plays uh, one of the most inept IT guys that you've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, they're absolutely hilarious, though. Um, and Ayuati was actually uh, a voice in the Box Trolls, uh, so that's a kind of that's kind of fun too. They were both in the Mighty Boosh. They're both in the Big Fat Quiz of Everything. They're they're kind of uh, all over the place in in British uh, TV and stuff. Okay. Oh,
0: I recognize Richard. Where have I seen him in before? The
1: IT crowd. Uh, <laughs> what have I seen?
0: I've never seen the you IT crowd. You should watch
1: that show. Um, I'm telling you, that show is absolutely hilarious. It is absolutely hilarious.
0: I'm just wondering where I've seen him in stuff before. I mean, I've seen his picture before. I don't know what what I've seen him in, but I've seen him around probably. Yeah. More like on the internet than anything else. But yeah, uh, they're both better. they're both in the um, IT
1: crowd. So. Okay. Yeah.
0: Not people I'm overly familiar with, but you know, I, I could see either one of them, you know, in a big coat and a hat, <laughs> and, you know, playing the doctor. So, <laughs>
1: and Noel Fielding especially knows how to play weird really well. So, <laughs> oh yeah, I'm
0: sure that's that's good.
1: Um, I was talking to my stepdaughter about my picks. And she yep. got beside herself when I brought up Noel Fielding. She said, Oh my gosh, if Noel Fielding played that role, I would watch every episode multiple times. And I said, Really? <laughs> she said yes. She said Noel Fielding would be like Tom Baker on Acid. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't even
0: think I can envision what that would look like. <laughs>
1: Oh, I could, and it would be very fantastic. Oh, dear Lord. <laughs> oh, okay. Do you want my first honorable mention, or do you want to do it?
0: Sure, go for it. Give me your first honorable mention.
1: My first honorable mention, it's just kind of funny, because we talked about it a moment ago. My first honorable mention is actually uh, Ewan Griffith.
0: Johan um, <laughs> Griffith.
1: Um <laughs> Griffith. Uh, yeah, he uh you if you haven't seen it you should you should watch uh the the only season of the TV show called Forever. Uh he plays Dr. Henry Morgan in that and it's kind of interesting because he plays an immortal uh who every time he dies uh, he basically regenerates back into his body. He just kind of reappears uh in the water and comes back out of the the uh the ocean naked. So uh, it's, it's, it's a very interesting, very well uh, portrayed character. Um, I really, really enjoyed that season of that show. I really wish they had picked it up for a second season, but unfortunately they didn't. And of course, he played Lance a lot in the King Arthur movie. He's done voice acting in uh, Batman the Brave and the Bold, uh, Family Guy, Justice League Unlimited, Ben 10, you know. So he, you know, and everybody knows he played Reed Richards in Fantastic Four, so. Right, right. So,
0: yeah, I'll have more thoughts on him later. I'm going <laughs> to hold my thoughts. My first honorable mention is is a man who, um, in a very technical sense of the word, could never actually play the Doctor because he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> he can't regenerate. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he's not actually the doctor he can't regenerate, although he d- still has two things in post-production still, uh, oh, wow. where he was the, voicing the narrator, according to IMDB, uh, that will come out later this year. Um, that being the late, great Sir Christopher Lee. How um, did I know? Uh, right, I know, I know.
1: He's one of my favorite actors of all time.
0: Um, I, that I do would know actually that, be
1: fun to see that.
0: I, I would love to see <laughs> Sir Christopher Lee play the doctor, although I do, I think I recall him saying in an interview that he's not a show he was interested in in, uh, performing for, but that being said, I don't care. Um, This is an honorable (laughs) mention. I can do what I want. He's he's a fan casting choice if I ever had one, Uh, but yes, uh, Saruman the White, Count Dooku from Star Wars, Uh, of course... Infamously known as Dracula <laughs> and a bunch of other monsters in the right? Her- Hammer horror pantheon of movies, <laughs> Francisco Scaramanga and the Man with the Golden Gun, and what's his face from uh, the Wicker Man? So I forget the character's name in the Wicker Man, um, but yeah, no, he's he's been in so many different things. His IMDb page just goes on for ever
1: oh he's he's fantastic but
0: yeah i, I love him <laughs> so much and i would have loved to have seen him play the doctor so i had to bring him up hey just because i could just because you can't <laughs> exactly all right what's your next honorable mention
1: rupert grint rupert grint ron weasley from harry potter
0: aha and the
1: doctor would be ginger
0: (laughs) that's true he would be ginger
1: i just thought he i thought he might bring an interesting kind of quirkiness to the character you know yeah he he knows how to do comedy and whatnot and uh, he he knows how to balance it pretty well you know Uh and let's be honest he wouldn't have done that many harry potter movies if he wasn't a decent enough actor to pull that off
0: you know yeah. And he's 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 done with Harry Potter now, so he needs a new gig. Uh might as well give right. him the, the TARDIS for a while. Um
1: <laughs> <laughs> And he's Grinch. he's young enough that he could kind of fall in that Matt Smith, you know, David Tennant kind of area, you know. Right.
0: So. Right. So that's that's a neat little pick there. I like it. Um <laughs> My next honorable mention is another, you know, big-time fan casting. He's still alive, this guy, but um, <laughs> someone who's, you know, also up there in years and probably wouldn't have the uh, the longevity to play the Doctor, uh, you know, running around as much as he does. He's actually been in the show as a voice before, that being uh, the great Ian McKellen. Ah, so, I'd love to see yeah, Ian McKellen as the Doctor. I could see it. Um uh, you know, of course Gandalf. You know, Order of the rings, you know, <laughs> one of those big things. Of course he's also right? played a villain as, you know, Magneto and X Men. Um, but, you know, he's uh he gets around. He was um the voice of oh gosh.
1: The Great Intelligence. The
0: Great Intelligence, thank you. Uh yeah. in, in Doctor Who, um, during the snowman episodes. Right? It was the snowman episode? Is that which yes. is the one I'm thinking of? Yes. Yes. Okay. So yeah, no, he's been in, in the show before. I'd love to see him. Um Play the Doctor, but I, I, it's this is one another, another one where I'm like, I'm totally fan casting this, it'll never actually
1: happen. But well, he um, tends to get typecast too, you know. If they put him in the show, they would probably immediately want to cast him as the master or something, you know, right? Uh, Although, so.
0: I am seeing, and I don't remember him in this, but I am seeing him. He was in the, the five ish Doctors reboot that was the uh, 50th anniversary, uh, quote unquote, fan film that Colin Baker, Sylvester McCoy, and P- Peter Davison did trying to get in to the 50th anniversary special. No, that's right. They filmed this on the set of The Hobbit, uh, <laughs> where, Sylvester, where Sylvester McCoy... Um, I, actually, I do remember this. I've, I saw this, so I do remember this. Uh, Sylvester McCoy um, left the set of The Hobbit to make this campaign to get in the 50th anniversary special. And um, <laughs> Peter, Peter Jackson comes up to... Ian and says, "Have you seen uh, Have you seen Sylvester at all? Who <laughs> Sylvester McCoy? Who is that? He plays Radagast, Radagast the Brown. <laughs> oh, little fellow. Yes, <laughs> yes. Hmm. Have you seen him? No. Oh, okay. It was something like that. You know, he played it off like he had no idea who he was, or uh, you know that sort of thing. So."
1: I still say that, but, yeah. just my personal opinion, I still say Sylvester McCoy should have played Bilbo Baggins, but that's just my opinion. Yeah. So. <laughs> in both movie trilogies. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, all
0: right. do you have any more honorable mentions? I do, actually. Okay, well, go ahead.
1: I have uh, Tim Roth.
0: Tim Roth, why do I know that name?
1: He's in Pulp Fiction, he's in Reservoir Dogs, he's in the 2001 version of Planet of the Apes. Oh. He's in Incredible Hulk, he's in The Hateful Eight, and he's in the TV show called Lie to Me.
0: That's where I saw him. I saw him in Lie to F- Me. I watched fantastic him. actor. Yeah, uh, I like this guy. He could be, he could be a good doctor.
1: Yeah, he, he could be, be the cynical, sarcastic kind of, you oh, know, yeah. uh, Capaldi slash Hartnell, you know, maybe even a little bit of... of uh, Pertwee, uh, thrown yeah. in there, kind of doctor, you know. Right. Uh, I I think he could do a good job at it. You know, I could see it. Yeah. And he's 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 in that age range where he wouldn't be uh, too young, but he wouldn't be too old either. He would be kind of right there in that sweet spot, you know.
0: Yeah. Although he'd, I think he'd have to do something a bit different than what Peter has been doing in order to, you know, actually be cast, because they don't want to do the same doctor over again, basically.
1: Right, right, right. So, but I think um, I think he could do it. I think he'd be good at it. You know,
0: I think he'd be good. I like the guy. All right, are we are we actually into our top five now? Is that where we're at? Quote unquote top five. (laughs) I I think so. Okay. Um, My number five (laughs) is the gentleman who was uh, bandied about last time we had to replace the doctor, um, who then proceeded to say, "I don't think I'd ever want to play the doctor." But people still want to cast him as the Doctor, including myself, that being uh, Mr. Benedict <laughs> Cumberbatch. So
1: yeah. he he could definitely do it. Of course, oh, yeah. you know, then people are going to sit there and compare it to Sherlock, you know, of course. Um. But
0: I mean, <laughs> the Doctor is essentially Sherlock in space in some cases, is he not
1: In 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 some ways? Yeah. Uh, because let's be honest, how many times we see the doctor? How many times we see the doctor play Sherlock Holmes? You know exactly. Uh, My point. <laughs> and then, of course, even he's... to the point of at one point wearing the hat. You know, yes. I mean,
0: <laughs> yes, he's done that. Uh, but then, of course, we've also uh, got him in Doctor Strange, so he's played a doctor right? before. <laughs> Someone who can manipulate time and space—is that so... not you know? Is that not somebody who could just (laughs) easily transfer himself into the
1: TARDIS and become Uh, the Doctor,
0: not just a Doctor, the definite article, you might say?
1: (laughs) Uh, For 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 those of you who haven't seen it, you can go on our Facebook page, and you can find the picture of me uh, on the night that I went to see Doctor Strange wearing my Talking Time Lords T-shirt. Yes. Uh, So yeah, so that that was kind of a you know. uh, Going to see the Doctor while wearing the Doctor kind of thing.
0: Yes. Yes. (laughs) Um, And I don't really need to go through his uh, credits here on IMDb, because everybody (laughs) knows who Benedict Cumberbatch is. Uh, So uh,
1: I was very tempted to put both Benedict Cumberbatch
0: (laughs) and Martin Freeman on my list, uh, because I think they both could do very well well as the Doctor, but I decided to pick one of them, so I picked Benedict Cumberbatch. That being said, I think Martin Freeman would be very good,
1: too, uh, just as an aside. Anyway, who's your number five, Paul? Uh, My number five is Ben Wishaw. I haven't seen him in a lot, but I've seen him in the last three uh, James Bond movies. He's the the new actor who plays Q. Oh, he's
0: the new Q. Uh, Yeah.
1: Yes. And I thought that he just had that uh, kind of... You know, underline whimsy to the way he plays that character. He doesn't overdo it, but he, he just brings enough of that whimsy to the character that he almost has this impish little grin, you know, that, that makes me think of, uh, the doctor, you know, when I, when I see that impish little grin, you know, it kind of makes me think that he just has this, this little secret that he's not telling everybody, you know, <laughs> and he's just kind of, you know, and, and, and he's, he's got enough spunk about him to be enjoyable but he pulls it back just enough not to be over the top with it and i i really think that he could do a good job playing that role
0: yeah i know i i liked him as the new q a lot um i think he's definitely someone who i hope sticks around for the next the next james bond um mm-hmm. since daniel craig is well i'm
1: q. hoping that he will considering that daniel craig's run was a reboot of the character Uh and so everybody is kind of starting over as a young version of the character uh, kind of from the beginning I hope that they will keep him around as Q for a little while.
0: I hope so too Um, A couple other interesting little things um, on his IMDB that I've found is he was the voice of Paddington in uh, the Paddington Bear. Oh, I forgot
1: about that. Um, I forgot
0: about that. I, and I just noticed that. I, I loved that book as a kid. <laughs> um, I loved it so much. And I have not seen the movie yet, but I saw the previews, and I really wanted the movie is
1: actually it. good.
0: I want the to see. The movie's it. fun. Um, and then uh, he's so he's signed up to do the voice for Paddington and Paddington Two, which will come out later this year. And he's also playing Michael Banks in Mary Poppins Returns, coming out next year. Really? Yes. So there's a little. Something wow. to look forward to. So, okay, my, Michael, I that's the kid, to, uh, right? That's the kid, just, right?
1: Just because we, yeah, that was the little boy. Just because we brought that character up earlier, <clears throat> and the actress who played her,
0: mm-hmm, Julie Andrews. Do you know
1: if, do you know if Julie Andrews is coming back as Mary Poppins?
0: I doubt it. I don't think so. It's, um, it's Emily Blunt. Um, uh, who's coming back as oh, Mary well. Poppins? But I'm sure they're going to get get her in there somewhere as a cameo. I'm sure they'll get Julie Andrews in as a cameo <laughs> somewhere. Um, they kind of have to at this point. If they don't, you know, <laughs> there will be hell to Bay. No, anyway. Because uh, they, they're getting Dick Van Dyke back for a role, it looks like. I'm, I'm looking at the, uh, the cast list for that right now. They're getting Dick Van Dyke back, so I'm sure Julie Andrews is going to be in there
1: somewhere. I hope. <laughs> it just, you know, it it just seems like that those, you know, that it, it seems like even though she has aged that she could still... You know, pull that character off. Oh, that's just love, my opinion,
0: I'd love to see her return as Mary Poppins. But this is, <laughs> you know, it's almost a reboot in a sense. It looks like almost, right? But not quite. Uh, in Depression-era London, a now-grown Jane and Michael Banks, along with Michael's three children, are visited by the enigmatic Mary Poppins following a personal loss. So. Hmm. <laughs> So she's back. I guess she doesn't age. Um, Anyways. uh, Maybe they'll
1: reveal that she's a Time Lord in this version. Maybe. maybe. (laughs) All right. Um, Let's move on to number four here.
0: Number four is an actor who um, I saw in the Hobbit movies. Um, And I always thought, oh, maybe he'd be a cool person to see on Doctor Who someday. And then I noticed that he's been in quite a few other things. And that is... Aiden Turner, who played Keeley in the Hobbit movies, so um, let's see, um, ah, just, I'm trying to pull up his uh, IMDb, but I typed in Aiden Turner and got somebody completely different.
1: Well, you know what he, you know what he played in before he was in the Hobbit, right? What he played the vampire. In Being Human.
0: Yes, in the British version of Being Human.
1: <laughs> he did. He was the vampire. So which the, the, the which I watched every episode of. <laughs> Aha.
0: And he's also currently uh. in a TV series called Poldark. It's not a show I've seen, but apparently it's very successful. It's uh, a British uh, gentleman who has returned from the Revolutionary War, the American Revolutionary War, and tries to rebuild his life. Um, as his name, The character's name is Ross Poldark. And um, I've seen when I go to Barnes and Noble, I see the show on the shelves and I see books from the show on the shelves with his face on it um, all over the place. So, um, apparently, it's based on a book series, I think, or maybe the book series is based on the show, I'm not sure. But I like him a lot. I thought he was great <laughs> in The Hobbit. I like, lo- and um, I-, I think he's got a look of somebody uh, who could really pull the doctor off. So, I'd like to see him play the doctor at some point. So,
1: yeah. I, I could see that. I, I think that, I think he could do that. Uh, you know, I, I want to see more of the light, lighthearted side of him, um, more so than the darkness, uh, if he plays the character though, because I've already seen him play the darkness, uh, before. And so to me, when I saw him in the Hobbit, it, it was more, uh, uh, enjoyable for me to see that flip of, of that persona, you know, yeah. uh, because when he played, when he played, um, and being human, he played a pretty dark role, you know
0: yeah i would I would think so. you know, being a vampire and all. yeah yeah it's
1: it's pretty good though. if you haven't seen it uh, if you haven't seen the the British version, I, I would recommend it it's pretty good.
0: I watched some of the American versions, so I have an idea of the show.
1: I actually watched all of both of them so <laughs> <laughs> and there's drastic differences between the two, so I'm sure there it is. is
0: but the, the premise of the show anyways, I have a good idea. Of. Um, I'm sure the, the very bare bones premise is fairly similar. Um, that being said, who's your number four?
1: Okay, here we go. Agent Peggy Carter herself, Haley Atwell. Uh-huh. Aha. <laughs> From the Marvel movies and the, uh, the TV show of agent Carter. I, Really think that she would be a kind of, kind of a quirky, almost female version of the Third Doctor, if you know what I'm saying. Because yeah. um, she she could play that, that that lady of action, you know, uh, if you wanted her to. She I think she could play it. I think she'd be fun, you know. Um, she probably wouldn't be as quirky and 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 irregular as some of the other people that could play the role, but I think she could do it. I think I think she could have fun with it, you know.
0: Yeah, no, I, I agree. And
1: she's actually shown interest. She's she's actually shown interest in playing the part. So, well, that
0: you know, that's I mean, <laughs> that's always a good thing. But then again, who hasn't shown interest in playing the part before? <laughs> um, you know, I know there's a few out there, but there are many people out there who go, "Oh yeah, I'd, I'd play in Doctor Who." Um, so, uh, but you know, oh. but yeah, no, I I think she'd be great. Um, you know, I I did enjoy her as Peggy Carter. Um, she did. I thought she did well there. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that see, that's, she's been in that I'm familiar with, though. That's
1: another thing, too, though. If you look at the Peggy Carter, you know, if you look at the Agent Carter TV show, uh-huh. and you look at the dynamic, the relationship between her character of Peggy Carter and the character of Jarvis in that show, you could kind of see a similar dynamic there as to what you could expect to see her character play against a male companion in Doctor Who. Yeah. You know.
0: I'm not really familiar with many um, any if you know of her other work really unfortunately, I wish I was, but yeah, I'm basically well, familiar her with her from the Marvel recent, franchise so but, yeah,
1: most of her stuff is more recent, so yeah
0: so I like the idea. Um, I'd be okay with her playing the doctor um, but yeah, I, I just wish I was more familiar with her outside of the <laughs> Marvel
1: universe. Could you imagine her going up against Missy? Oh,
0: that would be interesting. <laughs> mm. The question is: Would uh, Would Haley Atwell, as a doctor, uh, aka Peggy Carter, have a problem <laughs> using a gun? That's the question. Hmm. Yes, things could get well. interesting. No,
1: I'm, I'm kidding.
0: Of course, the doctor wouldn't wouldn't want to use
1: the gun. I'm sure she could probably modify her sonic device. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> all right. Well, let's go ahead and move on to
0: my number three, um, and that's going to be Ioan Gruff- Griffith, Ioan Gr- Griffith, Ian, Iwan However, we're trying <laughs> to pronounce it this time. Um, I-, I like this guy. I I was not thinking of him until uh, Ramona suggested him on our Facebook page, but um, her reminding me about him right? goes. Oh yes, I love him. I loved him in the Marvel. Uh, the, the f- fantastic movies. Um, I thought he was great. But the role that I'm thinking of that I've seen him in uh, that I really enjoyed him and that I think is something that would be very cool to see him as the Doctor would be uh, his role as William Wilberforce in the movie Amazing Grace. Have you seen Amazing Grace?
1: Ah, uh, I forgot about that. I, I haven't seen all of the movie, but I've seen clips from the movie.
0: Okay. Uh, so, of course, William Wilberforce is the uh, the gentleman in England, who basically spear, almost single-handedly spearheaded the movement to end the slave trade in England and was ultimately successful. But I've seen that movie just a handful of times, um, and apparently, I'm looking at some pictures, and Benedict Cumberbatch was in that. Hmm, forgot about that one. <laughs> but, you know, he's the title character. He's the main character in, in this movie. I think it, I thought it was a great movie, and he showed was able to show a lot of, passion and emotion and, you know, trials and struggles Mm, in the movie. And I think, you know, that combined with what I know from his, you know, Mr. Fantastic days, you know, I I think combined really put him on on a pretty high position um in my mind as a as a possible doctor. So I would like I would love to see him as the doctor.
1: He's actually always kind of been one of my top ten picks, uh all the way back to Fantastic Four, um, for the doctor.
0: And we are talking about the Fantastic Four that was in the mid-2000s, <laughs> not this Fan Four yeah. stick that was released a couple of years ago. <laughs> yes. Right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I I loved him uh, in in that movie, and I, I recommend that movie to anybody who hasn't seen it before. Um, so it's a, it's a nice little movie there. All right. Um, anything else on Johan? paul before we move on to your number three
1: uh, pretty the, much everybody kind of knows who he is yeah. at this point so
0: yeah yeah i mean which would either work in or against him depending on what they're going for <laughs> work in well, favor of him or work against him
1: i'm serious though. watch forever and you'll see what i'm talking about when i say that i think he'd be a good good pick for the doctor
0: nice i'll have to check it out so who's your number three paul <laughs>
1: My number three is actually uh, somebody that's going to be probably a little bit less known. Um, it's Jason Carter. Uh, he played Marcus Cole in Babylon 5. He, he played a ranger in Babylon 5 named Marcus Cole. He's more recently uh, been in the 2016 uh, remake of Roots. Uh, he played uh, Vice Count Shaw in that uh, reboot and he he had uh, a little part in Third Rock from the Sun uh, a little part in uh, Beverly Hills 90210 um, and he's done some voice acting for uh, some of the Lord of the Rings games and uh, for the GoldenEye Rogue Agent video game um, so he's not got a huge presence when it comes to movies and things like that uh, he's been in some B-horror movies playing vampires and stuff um, but he's done a lot of stage work. Uh, you know, he's, he's a pretty prolific stage actor, and he's older now, uh, sort of in the same age range as Peter Capaldi, but if he played the character at all, uh, similar to the way that he played Marcus Cole in Babylon 5, uh, he could actually play him with a lot of whimsy um, and a lot of spunk, uh, and actually be an older actor playing the character with a personality that's much younger, sort of in the same vein as Tom Baker, but not the same persona as Tom Baker. He wouldn't be like weird and, and, and uh, kooky like Tom Baker would be. He would just be more young at heart. If you get my point. Okay. Um,
0: yeah, not someone I'm familiar with, to be perfectly honest, not someone who I've, I've heard of Babylon Five. I've never actually seen it, uh, but I have
1: every season and all of the movies on DVD. Oh my so goodness! I can share them with you uh, if you would like for me to <laughs> uh, to do so. Uh, I, of course, I'd have to mail them to you and let you watch them, but you you know what I mean, right? 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 Um, right? So, um,
0: <laughs> that being said, um, some of the pictures I see on here, uh, yeah, I I could see someone like him. Playing the Doctor, but I, I'm not very familiar with him at all. I, like, as in never heard of him before, really. Um, sorry. <laughs> um, so I can't really all comment that's why
1: on I it. I said he would be a, a lesser known actor, you know.
0: Right. So I can't really comment. So. Um, but if you think he might be a good pick, I'll, I'll go for it. So, um, <laughs> all right. I guess we're down to number two. Um, and my number two is someone who we've actually talked about um, earlier on in the, the show. Um, and this is this is who I would pick if I was selecting a, a female doctor. Um, that being the great Tilda Swinton. So we've already talked about her a lot. I don't have much else to say about Tilda Swinton that we haven't already said. Um, other than I think she would be great as the doctor. Uh, <laughs> you know. So if, if we were to to make that dramatic shift and have a female Doctor, she would be someone I would feel comfortable entrusting trusting that giant change to um, because mm-hmm. I know her talent and her uh, capacity to work a script. Um, so it's someone, <laughs> you know, I think you almost have to have a big name uh, to play the first female Doctor uh, because you need someone who's experienced, someone who's Uh, can command the screen um, Mm -hmm. in order to make that dramatic shift work and someone who can keep your attention (laughs) while you get used to the idea that you're completely, you know, changing a, you know, a part of who the doctor is into somebody else Mm -hmm. and she can do that. She's always got your attention when she's on screen, whether she's playing a very bombastic character or whether she's playing a more subdued character. You always notice her. So I I think she would be someone whose (laughs) hands would be my most capable pair of hands to leave the show in if you were to make that change. So that's why I have her on my list as my pick. For the first female doctor, so that's why she's at my number two. So
1: it's it's interesting that you say that that uh, you would need someone that's a little bit more well known to play the first female doctor because my pick is Emma Thompson from uh, the Nanny McPhee movies. Okay, and the Harry Potter movies, and Saving Mr. Banks, oh. and Men in Black Three. I love Saving Mr. Banks. And uh, she plays Mrs. Potts in the new Beauty and the Beast movie. Um, uh, she's actually, uh, in, uh, junior with Arnold Schwarzenegger. I don't know if you remember that. I've
0: seen previews
1: um, and she was uh, in sense
0: and she, sensibility. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, she was in treasure planet voice. Captain Amelia. That's a Disney movie, by the way, folks. Sorry. I interrupted you.
1: <laughs> she's, she's in love. Actually, mm-hmm. you know, very, very prolific actress, you know, um, and she's in Dead Again. I don't know if you've ever seen that that movie, but that's a, a very interesting movie too. That's a thriller. Okay. And uh, she's in that with Kenneth Branagh. Okay. Um. And uh, so you know, Kenneth Branagh was almost cast as Obi Wan Kenobi before Ewan McGregor. You know. <laughs> um, so Kenneth Branagh, I think, is the Kenneth guy Branagh, doing
0: Murder on the Orient Express movie. I think, if I recall correctly. <laughs>
1: course you know he could actually be doctor who as well right. but anyway um <laughs> but he he uh he directed and starred in uh Mary Shelley's Frankenstein so oh. but yeah um i think emma thompson would be a really 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 good pick for a female doctor um i think she has the
0: so so, so the real derm- quick, is, is this actually your number 2 Yes. Okay, that's funny that we had our yes. our top our top pick for a female doctor at number two in both of our lists. Okay,
1: that's funny. Yeah. So yeah. She. I. She, I mean, let's be honest. She has the dramatic chops to pull this yeah. off. She has the comedic chops to pull this off. Uh, she has that charisma that you need for that kind of a character. Uh, you know, if you put her on the screen as the doctor, um. I mean, yes, she's not in her twenties, but that's that's fine. She, you know, you put her up against Missy, and they're going to be compatible. You know right. what I'm saying? Um, it's going to be one of those one of those situations where uh, I feel like if you portray her correctly in that role, you won't be able to take your eyes off her.
0: Yeah, no, I, um, I'm definitely familiar
1: with, with some of her work, and I think she would be uh, <laughs> she could be great. The very first time I ever heard anybody bring up the doctor becoming a woman, um, she's the first name that popped into my head. She was the the very first person that I thought of when, when somebody brought up the possibility of the doctor changing genders. Um, and I'll just be honest, I was one of those guys that started out saying the same thing that uh, McCoy said. Yeah, no, the doctor needs to be male. I don't think it's a good idea. Da, 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 da. But more, more because of tradition than anything else, more because of this is what I'm used to. And, you know, uh, I just had this preconceived notion of who the doctor was as a character. And the more that I thought about it, the more that. In my mind, I wanted to see Emma Thompson play that. role.
0: <laughs> nice.
1: So that's kind of what that's kind of what switched me over, if you know what I mean. Gotcha.
0: <laughs> that's That's funny. Uh, yeah, I mean, I could totally see her <laughs> as the doctor um, if we were to go that way. But I guess we're down to our final our final choices here, um, and mine is going to be a bit out of the box, um, which I think is fine. Um, and as someone who people outside of the United States may not be very familiar with. um, That being a young man by the name of Matthew Gray Goobler, um, who is known most famously for playing the role of Dr. Spencer Reed in the uh, crime drama Criminal Minds. Ah, Have you seen Criminal Minds at all, Paul?
1: I have. Uh, I have. Um,
0: Okay. Yes. I'm trying to
1: place his face, though.
0: I'm... Posting his IMDb link in the Skype chat for you. Um, but yes, he's he's the, the young nerdy guy um, who's like a super brilliant genius. Socially awkward uh, for most he, of the series. Is he British? No.
1: He's not? Okay. No, he is. Oh, so he's he, not British. If he was cast, he would be the first American doctor.
0: He would be. Which would, <laughs> you know... Paved the way for me to become uh, doctor, <laughs> well, someday.
1: Um, <laughs> hey, <laughs> you got a um, dream, right? <laughs> right, right,
0: and of course, you know he's been he's been playing that role, uh, the role of Doctor Spencer Reed on Criminal Minds uh, for it's now in his twelfth season. So he's not had yeah. a lot of time to do other things, right? So, but he's done some voice work. Um, you know, he's been the Riddler in uh, Batman: Assault on Arkham. Uh, he's <laughs> he's actually the voice of Simon, the chipmunk in Alvin and the Chipmunks. Nice. <laughs> so, which is funny. Um,
1: <laughs> That's nice.
0: But, uh, oh, but yeah, oh. no, I I like him as a character. I think he's, he's one of my top two characters in Criminal Minds, which I am currently rewatching for probably about the third or fifth time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> it's on Netflix and I have not finished the
1: series the first time. So yeah,
0: <laughs> it's definitely a show that you got to be ready for. Cause there are some weird and disturbing things that they have to oh. do. Basically criminal minds. It's the behavioral analysis unit of the FBI and they deal with serial killers and weird crap.
1: Oh, um, don't get me wrong. So... <laughs> I love, I love the show. It's just one of those shows that I knew that it was on Netflix. And so I had uh-huh. so many new things that I that I was watching that I was running out of time watching everything I wanted to watch. And so it was one of those things I put on the back burner and said, I'm going to come back to this when I have more time, you know? Gotcha. Uh, so yeah, I, I really enjoy the show and I, I actually like his, his portrayal of that character in it. Um, I just, it's one of those kinds of things where I had to say, okay, I'm going to come back to this because I know it's going to be available and this newer stuff may or may not be available when I want it to be, you know? <laughs> right. So. Right, I get that.
0: <laughs> totally get that. But he's a character who's gone through so many ups and downs throughout the show, and the fact that he's been there since episode 1 and is one of like two actors now who's been with the show since the very beginning right now is pretty remarkable. But yeah, <laughs> it's one of my favorite TV shows and so it shouldn't be too much of a surprise, but I like him. He actually there's actually an episode where, you know, we see a brief glimpse into like the daily lives of some of these characters before they get a case and he and their technical analyst Penelope Garcia, who's another piece of work, who Kirsten Vangsness, the actress who plays Penelope, could also play the Doctor. I wouldn't mind. <laughs> um, but uh, uh. but the two of them are going to a convention dressed as various Doctor Who characters. Nice. She is playing uh, a gender swapped uh, Matt Smith, and he's of course got the scarf and hat of the Fourth Doctor. So um, well,
1: of course. <laughs>
0: So, yes. And and there, there are points where he goes off on something completely super technical or in-depth medically or mathematically, and right. everyone just sort of looks at him, and he goes, well, basically it's like this. And they go, oh, okay. Um, and so I'm like, ah, he knows how to do that. He knows how to do the doctor thing. So, right, that's, that's one of the other reasons why I thought of him as, as uh, someone who could be suited as the doctor.
1: Let's go on ahead to my number one. You're Probably not going to be as familiar with this uh, person as I am, but uh, he he's got a shorter acting uh, list, but he's a he's a stand-up comic and he's he's very fantastic at doing sarcastic comedy and dry humor. Um, okay. Uh, a little bit along the lines of Matt Smith. He's he's he knows how to do whimsy. Uh, but he also knows how to do dark and brooding as well. Um, and that's Eddie Izzard. Eddie Izzard is, I'll just be, I'll be honest about it. He played um, Long John Silver in the two—the the 2012 version of Treasure Island. And the way that he played that character, of course, the character is a villain. But the way he played that character made you like that character so much that you didn't care that he was a villain. Mm-hmm. Do you see what I'm saying? He had that much charisma mm-hmm. in that role. Um, he also played uh, in the Hannibal TV show. Uh, he played um, uh, a... Oh. Yeah, he, he, he played um, <laughs> uh, he, he wasn't Hannibal, but he should have been Hannibal. Let me put it that way. Um, <laughs> because he could have brought a whole nother level to Hannibal. Uh, And don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I loved the way that uh, Mildson played the character, but I just think Eddie Izzard could have added something different to that character. Uh, He uh, he doesn't have as many acting credits, uh, but he is a really, really good actor, Um, which, just to be honest, you'll find that a lot of comedic people are very, very good actors, you know. Um, because it, it's more difficult to do comedy than anything else. Um, mm-hmm. So you know, if you can do comedy, there's a pretty good chance that you can do drama and stuff just as equally well. Oh, and just just a little side note: right. he played Vol- he played the voice of Voldemort in the Lego Batman movie. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> uh, I'm not familiar with this version of Treasure Island, unfortunately. Um, It's fantastic. But but something I have seen him in was Valkyrie. Um, I don't remember his character off the top of my head, but that was the movie with Tom Cruise in the Let's Assassinate Hitler craze that went out around 2008 when everyone was doing their own version of Let's Assassinate Hitler. Um, And Tom Cruise was in Valkyrie. And I'm forgetting which character he... um, He played... General Erich Erich... Felig, I don't know how to pronounce that. Um, but I'm, you know, I'm not placing him, because it's been a while since I've seen the movie, but I have seen him in that. And then uh, he also was the voice of uh, the, the mouse Reepicheep in Chronicles of Narnia, Prince Caspian. Yeah. And yeah. he was the voice of <laughs> Sir Miles Axelrod in Cars 2. So <laughs> I have seen things with him in it, but I'm more familiar with his voice than I am with his face. Well, he's in Ocean's so,
1: 13 as well, so...
0: Which I've not seen any of the Ocean's movies. So. <laughs> his face but, is vaguely familiar. I feel like I've actually seen something. You know, Obviously, I've seen Valkyrie, so when I, well, I, if I were to find
1: pictures of that, I might be able to recognize
0: him. But I feel like in, I've seen him in something before.
1: In the Hannibal TV show, he plays Dr. Abel Gideon, um, who was a psychopath that was almost like a rival to... Hannibal, um, in that TV show. Um, and he plays that character really, really well, you know, um, he, he does dark and light almost on, on the turn of a dime, you know, um, and he can do that and he can play comedy and then turn right around and play really dark and brooding and even sinister and and scary if you want him to, you know, he, -hmm. he's got the acting chops to be able to pull it off. Um, and I just think he could really add something completely different, unique, and cool to that character. He's kind of in the the uh, same age range, sort of, uh, with uh, uh, Capaldi, you know. But mm-hmm. he can play a completely different type of doctor than what you're seeing Capaldi play. Uh, not that. Trust me, I love what Capaldi's doing, but you—you know—when they change doctors, they want to shake it up. So, you know, he could bring a completely different tone, a completely different whimsy to that character, um, and still make him a kind of a darker character at the same time. Cool, yeah.
0: I feel like stand-up comics would have a field day with Doctor Who. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and another interesting little tidbit about him uh, is that. Uh, when he is on stage um, doing his stand-up act and whatnot, he actually uh, is a cross-dresser. So... <laughs>
0: <laughs> I did notice that in yeah. some of the pictures.
1: <laughs> he has, you know, a lot of times he'll wear heels and, you know, like a long coat, you know, uh, and, and a lot of times he'll mix uh, male and female clothes together to make a completely unique outfit, you know. So he, he he's not opposed to being bold with his fashion statements is the Doctor either, you know. So.
0: <laughs> of course. Uh, of course. Uh. Alright. So, yeah. There you go, folks. Uh, we still have no idea who's actually going to be the 13th Doctor. 14th for Paul. Um, yes.
1: Because that's real. That's real.
0: The War Doctor doesn't have a number. He's just the War Doctor.
1: That's because people don't know how to count. <laughs> he's,
0: he's special enough that he doesn't need a number.
1: Oh, wow.
0: Uh. Um, no, I'm... Okay, anyways. Well, that's an argument for another day. Oh. But we still don't know who's going to be the next Doctor. Uh, we've all got our, you know, who we'd like to be the Doctor, uh, you know, whether it's realistic or not. Um, but we still have no idea who, who Chris Chipnall and crew are going to to cast, and it could be a... Another male could be another female. We could, it could be anything. We don't know. Um, I just hope they make the right decision for the show. um, And that it's made out of who is the best actor for the job, actor slash actress for the job and not, Oh, let's just change it up to change it up. That's my biggest fear with going to a female doctor is that, well, everyone's saying we should do this. So let's just do it. um, Rather than picking someone because they're the best actor slash actress for
1: the role. So, um, but yeah, that's, well, now see, this is just my personal opinion, but even if they do a gender swap on the doctor, personally, I don't feel like they should change the way that they write the doctor because I feel like that the doctor is still the doctor. So the doctor's still going to say the same kinds of things. He's still going to have the same energy, uh, or she, he or she, you know, is still going to have the same kind of energy. Um, uh, so, you know, you don't need to change the doctor and the way you write the doctor just because you gender swap the character, let the actor play the character the way they want to, but write the character the same way, you know? Yeah. Because you I don't agree. want it to feel jarring and awkward. You want it to feel like a smooth transition, you know? And I that's agree. something, that's something that I can say about the way that the doctor has been portrayed since, uh, Eccleston for sure. And, and, you know, even in the classic series as well, they might not play the doctor the same way when they change the actor, but they write the doctor the same way so that he would say the same types of things and that, ty- you know, that kind of thing. It, it wouldn't feel jarring in the things that he would say, you know.
0: Right. All right. Well, um, I think that'll wrap up this, this show here. Um, this has been a lot of fun um and if you <laughs> didn't get to weigh in on on who you thought um would be you know who, who your pick would be uh feel free to leave it in the comments when we post this on our social media uh we'd love to hear your thoughts uh so
1: yeah um and the next time, time we else- post something comment <laughs> yeah <laughs> don't lose out we'd love to you know, see it we we want your voices to we'd love be to heard see it. so
0: exactly so <laughs> um but yeah, our, our next episode, I think we're only going to have one more episode out before the new series just because it's uh, so close uh, upon us. It's, it's less than a month away, which is exciting to actually say that. Um, but we're going to be doing a, a series 10 uh, preview show. Uh, what we know so far, that sort of thing, what we're looking forward to. So uh, keep that in mind. We'll probably ask for your thoughts on that, too. So. Um, be keeping an eye out on our social media um, and we'll get that show out before the new series uh, we're still working on our recording schedule for after uh, series 10 premieres so we will be doing our reviews of each episode as they come out um, although our first one or two might be a little uh, discombobulated because I will be in Orlando for Star Wars Celebration the weekend that the show premieres so, um, you're just going to have to yeah, watch it from the hotel room. F-
1: I'm sorry. It's just, you know, that's just going to have to I, happen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: planning to go I'm planning to go see it one of the nights <laughs> that they've got the uh the Fathom events version oh. of it in the movie theaters. So, um
1: that's kind
0: of the idea right now. i do that. Uh
1: as as so. long as we get to record the episode that next week, we'll be all right. So,
0: I hope I hope we do. I'll be that's the plan anyway. So, um <laughs> But yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Uh, but yeah, our next episode, we're going to be doing our, our look forward to series 10, what we can expect, what we're excited about, and we hope you uh, want to comment on that as well.
1: And you never know, you never know what we're going to do on this next episode, because last time we did a pre-series episode, we had a special guest on and, you know, we kind of like to mix these things up. So we're. Not going to tell you what we're going to do. We're going to leave it up in the air and let you find out.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Because <laughs> we don't even know what we're going to do yet. Um. <laughs> well, you didn't have to tell them that. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. Sorry. Uh, but if you want to weigh in on any thoughts on this episode, any thoughts on uh, what you're looking forward to for Series 10, please go to our social media. Our Facebook is facebook.com slash talking time lords. You can always tweet us at talking time lord. Or email us at TalkingTimeLords at gmail.com. If you forget any of those links, go to our website, which is TalkingTimeLords.com. You'll find them there, as well as links to all our previously released episodes, so you can share them at your convenience with all of your friends and family. Uh, Please, of course, leave ratings, reviews on our iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher uh, pages, or wherever you find our lovely little podcast. We'd greatly appreciate that. And if you want to support this show or any of the other shows on the Thunder Quack Podcast Network, go to patreon.com slash thunderquack and there'll be a link there where you can uh, pledge to help support the shows and the network. So we would greatly appreciate that as well. On our website there's also a link to our store, where you can buy a Talking Time Lords t-shirt, if you want to. Yes. Because that would be cool.
1: I'm thinking about getting another
0: one. (laughs) Anything else, Paul, before we wrap up this episode?
1: Please, please, please please tell your friends about us please don't forget to subscribe please tweet about us please talk about us on facebook instagram wherever you are on social media we need all the word out there about our podcast that we can get out there to get more and more and more people involved in this build a bigger community and have lots and lots and lots more fun
0: indeed we greatly appreciate that, and especially gearing up for the new series, remind people that we're out there, because, you know, every, nobody's been thinking about Doctor Who for a while, except those who of us, like us, who are hardcore <laughs> So, um, consider yourself a hardcore Hoobian, and tell everyone that they should be listening to us. So, uh, <laughs> kidding, kidding.
1: Jason, I don't um, think anyone could consider yes. either one of us to be hardcore. <laughs> okay. Mike. My- my geek knows, my <laughs> but we are
0: hardcore in our anyway. love for
1: Doctor Who. So,
0: <laughs> yes, that is true. But hardcore as a descriptor, maybe not so much. Anyway, before we delve into another realm of semantics, uh, let's just go ahead and start wrapping this up. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening to this episode of Talking Time Lords. This has been episode number sixty-four. Who's next? <laughs> for Paul, I'm Jason, and remember, until next time,
1: may you hope far-flung hopes and dream impossible dreams
0: thanks everybody talking time lords is a proud member of the thunderclack podcast network visit Thunderquack.com to see their entire catalog of podcasts or visit patreon.com slash thunderclack to help support the shows
1: What are you doing? My son's in here. Oh, he's visiting. What are you doing, baby? Okay. Daddy's recording. I was, I was scary. I was scary. What is that? <laughs> Star Wars. That's Star Wars? not Star Wars. That, what is that? that is, that's huh? Star Wars. Huh? What is that? That's a scary. <laughs>
0: that's <is> scary. <laughs> that's that.
1: That's not scary. <laughs> <laughs> <Batman>. Oh hey, <laughs> who who are we talking about uh, that. Who, who are we talking about huh Who is that Who are we talking about uh, That is Dr Who yeah That's Dr Who guy Mhm uh, <laughs> 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 Sister came in and got him. <laughs> oh, man, that's awesome. Who is that? That Doctor Who guy? <laughs>